everyone. My name is Dean, and welcome back to the Calgary Journal Recap, where I'll take you through the journal's hottest stories of the last couple weeks. Our first story comes from reporter Tammy Samuel as she explores Calgary's little free libraries. Depending on where you go in Calgary, you may come across a stocked outdoor bookshelf. These are the little free libraries, where people are freely encouraged to read and share their favorite books and stories with members of the community. Beginning in Hudson, Wisconsin, the Little Free Libraries program has since expanded to over 100,000 registered libraries across the world, 200 of which can be found in our city. Samuel first speaks to Maureen Pine, who put up her library in September of 2013. Not that long after, Pine would start the Little Free Library Facebook page with over 1,100 plus active members. I still think it develops a nice relationship between people and their neighbors and children and books. So, and it, it's a feel-good thing. Oh, yeah. I do it as much for myself as for the community, I think. Yeah. Maintaining these libraries, however, can be challenging for plenty of reasons. Calgary's often surprising weather patterns exposes the books to weather damage. Additionally, those who leave the books they don't intend on reading spoils the heart of the Little Free Library's message to share books we personally enjoy and would want others to as well. However, the misuse can go even further. Pine says, quote, people that steward libraries that are not outside their house might experience more vandalism because people see that nobody's watching them. Vandalism has been a troubling issue for many library stewards in recent times. And because of the COVID-19 pandemic, some stewards across the world have had to shelve their libraries to minimize any potential exposure. But those in Calgary wanting to keep theirs open believe that these libraries will serve as a beacon of hope. The necessary precautions regarding disinfection are being taken by the stewards to ensure access to many in the community. Sarah Rwangrith, an LFL steward from Langdon, located about 30 minutes away from Calgary, is keeping hers up. She says her daughter always wants to see what's new in their library and would take a book in the house to read every day in the summer. For herself, she's happy sharing stories that have touched her and hopes the libraries allows those stories to make an impact on someone else too. I know that it's going somewhere else, she says, and then it might touch somebody else's life as much as it has touched mine. Check out the full article by searching Little Free Libraries Still Popular Despite Challenges. For our next story, we meet Jack Olson, a born and bred Calgarian and an urban developer with Calgary Municipal Land Corporation, otherwise known as CMLC, covered by reporter Jasmine Krawchuk. In 1991, when Olson was born, the city was half the size it is today. As it grew up, the city began to change and become more cosmopolitan. This inspired him to search for a job through which he could have an impact on the city. The most influential people in my life would include my grandpa, who, uh, my, uh, Al Jones, he was a developer. Um, which was something even from, as a kid growing up in Calgary, was always something I was interested in. Uh, many of us in the family looked to him for advice and he gives great advice, he's uh, very wise. Exploring the city early in his life was a pivotal moment in his career choice. He cherished the memory of watching Calgary change and wanted to be part of it when he grew older. Coming downtown on the weekends with my parents and going to Eau Claire Market, uh, Princess Island, and uh, seeing skyscrapers built uh, throughout my childhood, that definitely influenced my uh, 
decision to go into the development industry. In 2009, he signed up for a mailing list following the Municipal Land Corporation's plans on revitalizing East Village's Simmons building. Convinced by his grandfather to pursue it further, he'd soon find himself working as a brand ambassador, a key stepping stone to his eventual career as a marketing coordinator. He says that working with CMLC has proven to not just strengthen his passion for changing Calgary's landscape, but working with a committed team for long-term projects strengthens the team's success. When you walk outside of our office, you're in the middle of East Village. Um, ten years ago, this was gravel parking lots and not much else. Um, today, you go outside and it's it's a vibrant neighborhood. It's uh, it's our vision becoming reality and knowing and seeing the impacts that the work that as a team we've made on the city, that's exciting. As a team, many of CMLC's members take pride in the work they do collectively. Amanda Eveson is a CMLC marketing communications team member and is proud to work with her teammates on their projects. I'm proud of being a part of the library, for instance, and so from a legacy perspective, um, when my kids are grown up, I can say, or even not too far from, that, from now, say like that I was involved in that and just lasting projects within the Calgary landscape. As Calgary continues to evolve, both Olson and Eveson trust in their team at CMLC to evolve with the times and are excited to bring visions for the rest of the city to see. For the full story, look for the headline, Urban Developer Helps City Grow One Step at a Time. Finally, we meet Morgan Roshan, a local bridal designer and the owner of Roshan Designs. Reporter Emily Marston spoke with her about her career in business, starting all the way back to her earliest learnings from her childhood. Roshan was first introduced to sewing by her mother, who passed her self-taught talent onto her children. Um, when we were kids, they told me and my brothers that we had to know how to cook, change our own oil, and sew before we could move out, so that we could save ourselves a lot of money. Yeah, and my mom taught herself how to sew since junior high. She's been sewing, so um, she taught me how to sew. It was through these fundamental teachings that Roshan first discovered her passion for sewing. And I just fell in love with it, and I started watching Project Runway, and that's when I kind of started working on making my own patterns and stuff. I was really inspired by them. Her passion for sewing saw her pursuing and completing a fashion apparel technology diploma at Olds College. Part of that included a 48-hour practicum, where she worked with Annika Forbes, the owner of her self-titled fashion business that creates high-quality outerwear for women. After finishing the practicum, Roshan was employed with the company. But her contract didn't last long, however, due to Forbes giving birth to twins. With her contract suspended, Roshan committed time to her own projects, a decision that Forbes understands. And instead of being perturbed or moving on or whatever, she's like, I'm here for you when you need me, but I'm also going to uh, invest this free time into my own business. Roshan's love for creating gowns is what led her to pursuing the field of bridal wear. The main goal for her is to make sure clients walk away with as much personal input as possible and are happy with the results they wanted. We'll talk about ideas, what she wants, like the style, silhouette, fabrics, like whatever she's looking at. We'll come up with a design together. Many in her circle are supportive of Roshan's path, including her best friend of eight years, Jacqueline Smith. She learned from experience firsthand after Roshan designed the veil and bridesmaid dresses for her 1920s themed wedding. Why don't we start 
to chill, but she's she's pretty uh, laid back, but she's professional at the same time. So I like that she was able to kind of make my dream of what I, I was envisioning to kind of come true in, in her little unique way at the same time. People should really give her a chance because she's um, it's really worth it. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, I think that'd be I think she could do really well with where she's heading. For the full story, look for I just fell in love with it. How this bridal designer found her passion and built her business. This brings us to the end of the show, everyone. With all that being said, thank you so much for tuning in. Calgary Journal Recap was produced by Dean Cordero, with special thanks going to the Calgary Journal team and to Lee Rosevere for the music. Keep an eye out for more stories by checking out calgaryjournal.ca and by following us across our social media. Be safe out there, everyone. Keep an eye out for the next episode soon.